Welcome to podcast 173 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Dave, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Dupe, Curti, Friday Night FM, and our special guest, Dr. Benji. On this week's pod, we've got an exclusive save focus from Ben. We'll be looking at the fairly new staff role under the spotlight as well, but we are going to be jumping straight in to the save focus for this week's save focus. We are delighted to welcome... Dr. Benji back to the pod and he's going to be talking about his brand new series that if you are listening late on Monday, possibly Tuesday, it will be released on Monday evening. So Ben, tell us about New York. Sorry, your new series. Oh, yeah. Go on. Very good. Yeah. Banter. <laughs> Fine city. Uh, five boroughs. I enjoy them all. Um, no. uh, good to be back, boys. Everyone good? Happy? All good. All well. Thank Great. you. Yeah. Living the dream, mate. Living the dream. Uh, yeah, Thames return, but hopefully people will know by now not as they are expecting um do you guys do you guys know about this because i've talked to you a few of you behind the scenes do you all know no what's happening here? I, don't, yes. I don't know do, 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 do you, you know, know why they don't going? know because we keep a secret i know it's amazing i told Dave. i thought this is the biggest risk Mate, i'll take i have year. not mentioned <laughs> it to a single person i'm so proud of myself <laughs> so to give people the backstory uh i created terms 2018 fm18 and put them in tier eight and built them up. They're a team that were based in London, uh, obviously based up on the River Thames and had a, well, there was a side in the 30s, 1930s, that were AFC Thames. And I thought I'll rebrand them a little bit, give them a, a fresh lick of paint uh, and create a new side that would be able to hopefully be the best team in London. Um, didn't quite work out like that. But yeah, did 200 episodes of that series and it was, yeah, it was, it was good fun. Um, and people think that we're going back to Thames and doing Thames again, but the reality is we're not. Thames are becoming the rival and AFC Thames will be built across the river uh, and we'll play against up against uh, Thames FC hopefully at some point Thames FC though will be built as they were left in FM 18 um, and put in the Premier League where they were as I say when I left uh, replacing West Brom so <laughs> that's one for you Shame. Dave sure yeah. because um, <laughs> West Brom had some terrible financial irregularities irregularities get that out there um so yeah, so Thames will replace them and we will start again in tier eight uh, and, and hope to build our way up with uh, yeah, a slightly different story. So it should be, it'll be very different, but I'm hoping, I say very different, it'll be similar in, in tone, but obviously the, the target is not just to win stuff, but also to topple the other side of the river. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to do that. So it should be, it should be good fun. Have you set any sort of milestones? Like you say, you did about two hundred episodes. I think it was two. Yeah, was it? Yeah, two hundred and two episodes. I think on the on the last one. Is yeah. there any milestones? For how long you want this one to be? You know, do you want to be bigger and better. I suppose you always want to be bigger and better than the the previous series. Yeah, I think I want it. I'm, I'm hopeful it will be, and I, I want it to be my best series ever. Right? It's the it's the mm-hmm. nearest one. I think it'd be crazy not to aim for that. Um, in terms of episodes, if it goes successfully, it'll be 150 episodes. Uh, they, it, that sort of goes forward of them, though. That there'll be there'll be fewer episodes if it goes well. Um, I'm hoping that it'll go sort of 150, 200. I, you want there to be failures at the same time. Like I won't force them, but I've played Football Manager enough to know that they will happen. Um, probably be more of those than there will be successes. Um, but. Yeah, look, I think when you have a mammoth series like that, it gets difficult people to follow, but the people that do follow get so... It's like watching all the episodes of any season of, of anything on Netflix, right? It's the same thing, mm. that they feel so much more connected to it. And what's nice is there's quite a lot of excitement about it. So I can sort of feed off that a little bit and make references to the previous one. And I'll do a video, I've, well, I'll have done it at this point, on the history of Thames FC. And again, still playing the idea of the fact that it will be going back to Thames FC, but... 
obviously we're not. So the reveal should be quite exciting as well. So who uh, is there? Have you put someone in charge of the original Thames, or have you left the job vacant, or how, how's it? How's it kind of been left? <laughs> Amazingly, Kate, due to such such excellent excellent planning, uh, I've not yet decided uh, <laughs> who's going to be manager. I've got a couple of people in the running. Um, so Ben Sports News may well take Amazing. over and manage <laughs> Thames FC. I don't think he's qualified. Uh, he's not qualified for that for a role like but that. Pre- <laughs> well, like, well, you've never had him on the podcast, Kate. So it's very harsh for you to say such a thing. Um, <laughs> But I love but Michael Emery, who was a goalkeeper that I had in the previous one, and really went all in, sent me video clips, put Thames I've seen in his bio, and it's been and it's been in his bio for three years on Twitter. What's <laughs> one that I've not really taken part? Uh, he's going to be my player assistant manager um, in the save, and I've I've messaged him, and hopefully we'll get to do a few bits with him as well um, in the videos again. So that should be good fun. But um, yes, yeah, so I'm hoping. Again, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think putting Ben Sports News in as manager would be quite an exciting twist. But again, I'm not. I'm not set on it yet, so I guess again okay, it'll be revealed when it's revealed. But yeah, it could could be could be him. Do you if think you had a good? Oh, sorry, sorry, okay, go on. I was just going to say, do you think like obviously Thames? You know, it's it's obviously left a bit of a legacy, and the fact that people want it back is you know a, uh, a tribute. You know, it's 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 kudos to you for making such a a, a series like that. But do you, is there a fear that you've created? Effectively, you've created Thames fans, and now you know you're asking them to kind of jump on the back of their rivals. Or do you, do you expect that kind of sort of to and froing between uh, sort of you know the new the newer viewers that maybe aren't as familiar um, and some of the old Thames fans? I think it's a really good point. I think if I was to do the same thing again, if I did Thames again, people would know, and to the to the point where like they've seen it. It's been done, so I, 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 you can't really go back to the where they were in the Premier League. I think there's a big element of telling a new story and knowing that my audience has moved on, but of course there's still going to be sort of that maybe 10,000 people that were very much into the first one. And maybe this will bring people back, right, that really enjoyed Thames, took a few years off FM or, or my content and think, actually, yeah, let's see what he's doing. I recognise the name, but why don't I recognise the badge? <laughs> and think, oh yeah, we'll give this a go, we'll, we'll get involved with something new. Um, fortunately, I'm in control of all of them like some sort of <laughs> sickening gods and if they really aren't on board with Thames Thames could Thames FC might say some terrible things Kay which would really push them away from the fan base of, of, of Thames FC towards <laughs> AFC Thames um, so yeah so I, I'm I'm not worried about it because I think I, basically I'd like to back myself as the creator to hopefully get people on board with this new project uh, this new team and I think the idea of battle like, I just don't think anyone's expecting it like which I think is quite nice I've sort of teased the idea that it'll be Thames I think people think there's going to be a new badge and a new kit but they don't realise that while the badge will be the same and the kit will be slightly different it's just not going to be the team that they expect to root for throughout the series so I, I th- I'm looking forward I, I keep saying that. I'm, re- I'm so looking forward to it I feel like I've waited for ages Was um, Was this always the plan? Um, when you decided to do Thames well, for the second time round, or is it something that kind of came to you along the creative process? Yeah, I, I definitely knew I wanted to do, because I wanted to do another creative club thing. Obviously, I did Central Park Rangers that failed completely. Most people probably won't even remember, because um, I had a, a massive computer issue. Good intro. And great intro, really. And the guy that did that intro is actually back to do the Thames intro again. We've got updated all sorts for that, so that's really that's really exciting too. We've been working on that for the last sort of month, two months. Um He's, that's because it's a big part of the reveal, as you'll as you'll see. Um, what? Sorry, I've completely gone off on the question. I was just thinking about the intro again. Kay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you sing the theme tune to us. Uh, um, 
I mean, I probably could, but I won't. I won't do that for, because I don't want to ruin the podcast. Sorry, Katie, that's that's totally my. Sorry, fault. I've forgotten the question as well. Now <laughs> that's such a good question. Um, <laughs> let's pretend we know. Oh yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> the question I was going to ask relates to the question before the, the one you just forgot about, and where Curtie said about kind of the fans being Thames fans. I think you've mm. seen from the series you've done after how many players from Thames you get asked to sign in few, like the other saves you've done. So it's like they, they become, yeah. you know, I think they'll be all right. But what I was going to say is a, more of a, a content creator question. How are you going to keep people, obviously you're going to have people in from episode one, but say you get to episode 100 again, like have you got any plans mm. to make it easy for people to pick up rather than having, because um, you know, I, I think we've spoke about it before where people don't, yeah. don't start episode 100. That doesn't excite them. So is have you thought about this time how you can kind of get people in at any point, maybe? The, the interesting thing was I sort of did it with, I think it was Salford, and I didn't do it after that, is that you can, basically every 50 episodes, you do a, the story so far. Mm. So if people want to go through quickly and get a brief gist of what's going on and then jump in, they don't have to watch 100 episodes of a series, which is hours and hours and hours. They can jump straight in and hopefully be up to date quickly. And if you're doing that every 50 episodes, that's probably just about enough. Even that is like, there's quite a big gap. 50 episodes is still a lot of episodes to catch up on. And obviously with this, there's a 200 episode prequel <laughs> that exists to the to the whole series if you really want to like know what happened before. It's interesting you mentioned about players and that people want me to sign players. The really interesting dynamic that I'm going to have in this is that as some of the, the players from that Thames FC side get older, and we start to rise, there could be a chance that we can hopefully go for some of those players and have some of the original Thames players come over to AFC Thames in their latter years. And that's something that, again, really excites me. I love the idea of being able to do that or at least face them as they sort of drop down the leagues a little bit. Quick question, Ben. To, uh, oh, go on, go on, Drew. That's right, mate, go on. I was going to move the point on, so if you've got something relevant, then... Well, no, all I was going to say is what you probably won't see on the reveal video is I was going to ask, like, how much goes in behind the scenes to get this started? Literally the same as my question. So that, <laughs> you, you carry on. Um, so first things first, we rely on the FM Editors Tier 10. I don't think there's a more in-depth Tier 10 um, out there. So I've been waiting for that. Uh, you had a few issues with it. I think it's, it's all good. Hopefully it's all good now, right? So we should be able to crack on. Um, if you've listened to the podcast and the episode's out, it's gone fine. So my testing as well. <laughs> like he's tested it, but I've got a group of guys that hopefully that are going to help test me help, help me test it as well. So we should be good. Um, in terms of doing things like kits and badge design and making sure the music's right and having intros done, like it's been two or three months of planning to make sure we get it off the ground. So I'm hoping it's going to be, if it all comes together as one, it's going to be really good. That, that does put quite a lot of pressure on. And the, the one thing I've not been able to track down is that when I first did the series, the song that I got from Epidemic Sound that I continue to use now um, came with four stems. So we had like a melody, an instrumental, a vocal, and then like the full mix. And Epidemic Sound took it off their website a couple of years ago. And I had it, but on my computer where I lost everything. So I don't have the stems now and I've been unable to find the stems. And I've looked for two months, tried to contact the real guy who obviously uses like an alias and not his real music name because he does it through like a free music site. Um, Epidemic Sound won't give me the stems or give me access to the music. So I can't find it anywhere. So it's been, that's been like a, the reason I mentioned that is because I've been looking for that for about a year, knowing that this was coming at some point and just haven't been able to find that 
But so this is an appeal, really. Um, if anyone can help me live my dreams of finding the stems to the song Get Up by uh, Stir Zetterberg, then that would be great, please. Any, anybody. Anybody. Anybody? An appeal. No, no boys. No. None of you got it. I don't have it. Oh, devastation. Matt's got it on your other hard drive. <laughs> I believe that. But probably in there. That's where it is. That's where it was. Um, you, you took Thames to Europa League glory last time. Uh, is it Champions League this time? That's got to be the. That's got to be the, the main goal, right? It's funny, isn't it? Like I ended a series winning the Europa League. That's <laughs> like you know, it's, it's every Wolves fan's dream. Um, yeah. And yeah, so <laughs> so yeah, I think the idea for this one will be to to go bigger and better. Um, yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? I can't. I don't know. Like I really hope so, but if the series is bad and or I'll say the series is bad, if I'm bad, that it might like FM twenty one will be coming out and I'll still be like chasing championship glory and it'll just be like, Oh well we won the championship everybody but the Premier League and the FM twenty four rocks around and it's like AFC Thames Limited are back, everybody this is gonna be terrible. Um see I hope so. Like it's, it, that's great about FM though, right? I actually don't know. And people watching don't know. Because I think the first term series proved that not every series has to end with a Champions League final win, which is kind of like the end objective. But it, it wasn't with Thames. The story was the big part of Thames and the, and the story ended at the right time, even though there's unfinished business. So it worked on every level, really. When you built the old Thames into the new database, have you? how have you managed to get kind of their, their history involved? Obviously so, you- well... I have the save file. Of all the things, uh, okay. I released the save file to Patreons. Tremendous. So a Patreon sent me it back. Did <laughs> you Patreon release the stems back. to Patreons? Because that would have helped. <laughs> no, but if anybody's got the stems to... <laughs> that's just a funny story, right? So, Because I, I want to get all the, the mental like hidden attributes for the Thames players as well, because they're quite important to a player build um, to try and replicate them as best I can. So I went back on FM18. I bought the editor. I was like, yes, I can get the editor. This is great. Went on to the save and I disabled the editor for the save. Oh. So I actually couldn't use it. So four quid, gone. Down the drain. Waste of money. Absolutely furious. So yeah, but luckily there are products out there that will enable us to get the, uh, the data. So all is not lost. Couldn't find the stems though. What products out there? <laughs> well, I was actually going to go back to what Dave said about winning the Champions League if it didn't go so well would you be happy to win the, F- the FA Cup um, I would it would depend on what comes from the I'm riches sorry. of the FA Cup Joe no it's fine it's uh, I've, I've been assured that the FA Cup would lead to European qualification if not in the top seven of the Premier League so that's good news that was, that was, that was, that was the first was, thing Steve yeah. did yeah, I was say, yeah. that's why it was re-released today <laughs> my Newcastle series hasn't recovered so <laughs> so yeah well we, I'm sure we're looking forward to it Ben it's going to be another successful big series I'm sure as well and um yeah, looking forward to that. And it should be out Monday, 5 p.m. ish. Obviously, should be. if you're listening should, to this hopefully. podcast, it'll be out. Yeah. yeah. So, if this bit isn't here, ish. Then, yeah. then it didn't come out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't come out. Something happened. Go, go, go treat Ben and just say, I hope you're okay, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if I haven't uploaded it at this point, then there are, there's something's happened. Something has happened. But I'm trying to remember Katie's question still. Uh, Katie, it, I feel awful. It was. Um, I, I remembered it and now I've forgotten it again. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I'm getting old, I'm well. getting old Ben. I, re- I have to rely Can't on some I feel that, mate. I feel it. Yeah. I can't remember what it was as well. Me either. Yeah, <laughs> None of us can remember what five was in the room. Yeah. yeah. 
Tweet me at K. I will. <laughs> Do one of your AMAs and I'll tweet you. All right, I got yeah. you, I got you. So on this week's Spotlight, we've decided to have a look at a fairly new staff role that entered the game last year. That's right, we're going to be looking at the technical director. Uh, so we're going to refer you over to the excellent Oliver Jensen, who described the technical director on his blog, There's Only One Ball.com, as follows. So the technical director is similar to the director of football in some respects and sits at the same level in the recruitment team in Football Manager, but acts more in the interest of other staff members than the players. So what I'd like to know from you guys is which one of you uses them, or I say one of you, which of you uses them, uh, what benefits are there from using them, and do you have any stories relating to your technical directors? I, I use one because we did a pod about them, and then I thought, oh, they sound interesting, so I'm going to use one of them. Um, I can't use one at Red Star, though, because we, we don't have the finances, and we don't... Joe made a very good point, actually, in my stream, that we have about four members of staff, so if I need to if I need to hire somebody to manage four members of staff, then I'm clearly in the wrong job. Um, but they, I I think they're really good. I, I mean, we ha I had one at United, I had one at Palermo uh, last year, and they just basically keep things ticking along whilst you haven't got to worry about your staff. I quite like it. You really wanted one though, because you just go straight in, going with that start save, trying to get all your staff the best as possible. I was like, yeah. why are you trying to sign a technical man? Like you literally don't need I, one for the level you're at. I didn't think about it. You just wanted them gold I bars. I like the gold bars, Willy mate. Wonka. Why does it? Why does it say on here that I've never clearly never used one? Because you don't do anything other than play free up top, play matches, win, win Champions League. <laughs> hey, I won a Champions League with a four four two actually. So. Joe's four four two. No. Uh, right, technical director. Which one? Yeah. You've, won, you've won six Champions Leagues, Dave, this year. Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, but the the most recent one, uh, which it's a bit of a spoiler on the pod, but yeah, the most recent one I use a four four two, asymmetric because I'm hipster. Um, Save reviews were last week, Dave. Come on. Yeah, I'm sorry. So do yeah. you use? Uh, do you use one? I had one. I've got one, but what I do you don't use really for? use. I, I don't. I don't use him. I don't use him all. I do my own stuff. What do you do? You probably tell. Um, I just hire and fire my well to be, I don't really fire I just wait for their contracts to run out and then I get my own stuff in <laughs> yeah. so do you send them on coaching courses um, yeah so I just click continue play the game I don't really I don't really use my staff as good as, good as I should really I like I say I wait for their contracts to run out I bring Neil Warnock in, in as a scout he gets a Champions League medal, he retires, and then I bring in a new scout. It's just what happens, really. So what about so. kind of your uh, reserve teams, under-18s? you do all the coaches for that as well? Yeah, like, to be fair, I do all the coaches for that. I, do, I, like, I manage the coaches that are there, and if there's gaps in there, I, I, it's not, I don't get any old like coach. I will look myself manually and, and search for attributes. So I'll get good coaches in, but I'm not one that sort of starts a save sees I've got half decent like below average coaches and sacks them all like I tend wow. to keep staff in there until their contracts expire that's me that's I a little bit like a I've dick there Dave I went, I went yeah. pure I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if I don't want to say racist but the save I started there was a lot of Croatians and they all got the boot they, they were just wow. weren't, up, weren't up to it so I just wondered I, I put that bit in there Dave just because I didn't know if you actually used them or you knew what, what you could do with a technical director 
I like do like do say I, I know what that what they do, but I've just never never felt the need to use them. To be fair, so but I've I've just brought a new one in on my most recent uh, stream, so maybe I'll use them a little bit more after today's chat. I think I think they're um, I think they're worth their weight in gold. To be honest, I think they're very underrated. Um, I have to be honest, I never used them before the podcast we had on them, um, and since then, I, I it is something that I do push. But I feel that it is just. It saves you so many clicks. Um, I don't normally implement what Joe does, where Joe just fires one the minute they bring in a ship member of staff. <laughs> but like, it just, it saves you having to worry about it. It saves you having to worry about almost nurturing the staff that you do have to make them the best they can by sending them on coaches and courses and et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I, I, I don't see, if you have the finances and you have the space, why well, you wouldn't use one, in my opinion. You have to set a precedent. You can't. They don't let one poor member of staff come in. That's it. It's a, you know, slippery slope. Yeah, so, Joe, when you've literally, you've, I basically you've all I do is audit. I audit them. That's all I do. I audit. I just, I look at them. <laughs> go, he's on a shit. weekly basis. He's shit. <laughs> no, you're out. Do you also fire your head of youth development after a bad youth intake? Absolutely. <laughs> I've done that once or twice. Yeah. Actually, probably well, every, 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 every two seasons, I, I do change my head of youth development because I try I to find one, one that actually works. Or like everyone normally is it is it Speakman from Birmingham? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's got really good like he good, good personality I, as well. But, but I've he? never had a good youth intake with him, so I don't don't ever bring him in anymore. So I, I often do it just to try and change things up. Yeah, but Joe, literally, when the bloke signs a contract, you give the fucker a box ready to pack his stuff up <laughs> to go because you Keep, know he knows he's going to be gone. Keeps him on his toes, mate. <laughs> when were they? What year were they brought in? Last, last year. Last year. Last year, isn't it? yeah. Yeah. The last year, I think most people probably still feel averse to them because they're new and because they're not like a major in your face part of the game. That a lot of people don't utilize them as they should probably be utilizing them. I'm I'm probably in that category. Like if I go to a club and there is one, I won't get rid of him, and I probably won't even realize any negative impact that he's having because I will give more weight to tactics and training and whatever else. Like I, I find when I play the game. So I think, like, Dave, obviously you've had more experience using them. Joe, you're well-versed in them. Is, is it a case of, like, because I, I distinctly think, like, I think he's mentioned in the blog, actually, reading through it, that they become regens very quickly. And he mentioned the fact that there's not loads of really good ones at the very start of the game. But there is, like, this weird subsection of coaches, head of youth developments are another one, that come through incredible yeah. like the, and, and very gettable. Like, and I don't know why that's... I don't know if that's intentional from FM or not because there is an incredible crop of regenerated or new generated, I should say, um, if I cared, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, of technical directors and head of youth development and directors of football. Like those three, those three categories tend to just... They're constantly being fed into the game at all times, it feels like. You said they want you to. Is it, worth, is it worth picking one up if you if you're not doing it? Because like obviously, once you get further into the game, and you, if you've been playing for five or ten years, there's going to be loads of them. But are they only regenerated at the start, or are they coming in? Because like, there's not an intake. Couldn't, for them. Yeah, couldn't they're couldn't answer that. All the time. But they yeah, they probably do. So like generate, but it's, it's down to you to set their responsibilities. So you might have one in your club, but if they haven't got, if they're not set to do anything, they're literally not. That's it. Other than well, That's you it. might even need to set to get them to provide staff reports. I can't remember off the top yeah. of my head, but it's like if you want them to recruit your staff, you can do. If you want them to arrange um, coaching, 
um, courses, which is what that's the the one thing that I use them for more than anything is because I always forget to try and improve my coaches. So rather than sacking them and getting better ones, try and send them on the courses to improve their level. And if you set the technical director to, to do that, obviously then you'll get the inbox item that says, we recommend sending them on this course or we've sent them on this yeah. course, which, you know, it's just another bit, another addition to the game that, you know, it just helps you as the manager. Um, and as I say, if they're just sitting there and you haven't asked them to do anything, then they're pretty much a redundant resource. Mm. I think I use them quite similar to you, Joe. So I, I, like when I come in, I appoint the sort of the key heads of staff, the guys that report would report directly to me, if you like. So, um, you know, technical director, obviously. Uh, I mean, I know director of football wouldn't necessarily report to me in real life, but I would hire the director of football uh, and a couple of you know a couple of the other positions under twenty threes manager, under eighteens manager, or whatever. But then, basically, kind of the rest of them, I leave to the technical director to deal with, including like contract renewals, all that kind of stuff. So it's it's probably one of the roles that I utilise more so than any other. I think, like when when I'm setting your your responsibilities i think he's he's the guy that i will allocate the most amount of responsibilities to so um yeah I, i'm not uh, you know i don't fire him necessarily after he brings in a shit member of staff but if i noticed a pattern of it then i would uh, definitely consider replacing him see i feel i suspect dupe i feel like you did when you learn about them because i feel like it's just one area of the game that and for whatever reason i just whether it's just a like a, like a laziness or a lack of caring i now feel like just based on this conversation alone joe from what you've said and the way dupe has sort of eulogized about them and curtis now said how much he uses them that it's something that i should be looking at more and more like it's, it's something that i'm sure people listening will now think right if it's that easy just to set their responsibilities and put them into the game then that's something i should be doing so thank you joe thank you dupe thank you curtis Nothing for you, Dave. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but thank you, boys. It's, it, I feel like now I'm learning. I've, this podcast isn't just a fun time. It's a learning experience. Just, Every just day is wait, a score day when Just Joe's wait here. until loan Every manager. Wait until the loan manager oh, episode. Oh, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be listening to that one. When's that? Can I, can I bookmark that? Probably that? next week. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll be, I'll be, can, I, can I be on? Can I be on? No, you don't have to. If, if, if Thames doesn't come out, I'll be on next week, actually. Yeah, I mean, all I do, very much similar to Kurt, I get all my ducks in order, then I hire somebody decent to come in and say, right, you basically just look after them. But yeah, exactly that, Ben. I think um, it's like having all your new gens come in and you just let them do what they want. They play fucking swings and catch or whatnot. They don't do what they need to do. Here, you get, it, it, they basically get the best out of your coaching staff as, as they possibly can. And I would 100%, like I said, I would say thanks to Joe, 100% do it. I, I cannot see why you wouldn't you wouldn't hire one there. I really can't. Is it just just oh, sorry, okay. no, just no. just to say on that though, is a reason you wouldn't hire them if they are bad? Because if you're a lower, if you're a top team and you can afford a good technical technical director, absolutely worth doing, right? Like he mentions in in the piece that Barcelona have got the best one. He's on yeah. a massive budget. If I'm doing, say for example, I'm doing a save in tier eight or doing it in like tier six or seven. If you're doing lower league, London based club, yeah. Is it worth is it worth doing though? Yeah, your London based might help, right? But is it worth bringing in someone? Are they going to be good enough? Is, is my question, I guess. The, the, the one worry I have, are very similar to the Red Star, my situation, I have four or five members of staff. Yeah. So is it even worth it at that point? It, or, or will the club even let you have one? It depends. Club, I, what I would say is if you are if you are tier eight, nine, ten, you're going to have limited staff yourself. So 
you know, I feel like if you're looking at FM in a, in real life, so to speak, you'd probably do that yourself. You'd be you'd have a lot more responsibilities. Whereas the higher you go in the pyramid, it's kind of a lot of the stuff gets delegated, and, and your focus is on maybe squad building tactics, training possibly. I mean, there's a lot of managers now that you know they have coaching teams to run the training. So I think that that element of it is kind of realistic in football manager. So you can set your staff to do all the training if you want to. And you as the manager really kind of maybe the motivator and the match day manager. So it's kind of the higher up you go that you have more staff to do all those all those extra bits you need to do. When you're lower league, I'd probably say do it more yourself. Uh, yeah, exactly that. So I think, yeah, lower league, your, your sort of span of responsibilities will be a lot wider because there's fewer people in the club to to do those things so um it's it's like any element of football manager i think if you if you're going to be meticulous about it and you know be properly anal about it then you're probably going to get more out of it by doing it yourself but in, in all honesty who really pays that much attention when they're hiring under 18 staff or when they're hiring under 23 staff probably not a lot so the technical director if you get a decent one in for, for your level he's going to do a reasonable job um but yeah in the lower leagues you're probably better off doing that sort of stuff yourself okay just as we've not touched upon it just very quickly um attribute wise it's judging staff ability and negotiating are the two main ones uh, i have nicky butt at Manchester United as my technical director um, he's shocking but you know it's Nicky I still I still apply the DDM method to when I yes, yeah, when yeah. I employ one as well um, absolutely I'm presuming negotiating is for their contracts if you set them to obviously do all the staff contracts and obviously judging staff ability is exactly that their level for bringing them in but get DDM attached to that as well interesting want to remind D- everyone yeah go on what's DDM it's a wrestling remind moment, everyone even me. People are between you about that, by the way. Yeah. Actually, it's DDT. I know. You get more tweets for wrestling than you do for getting it right. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. Um, going back to the head of youth development, sorry. I mean, we, we could do a more in-depth podcast on that, I'm, I'm sure, as well. But um, obviously, you lot were talking about intakes and obviously they do have an impact on your youth intakes, which I think some people may or may not realise. Obviously, you've got your highlighted attributes on those as well, but what do you guys look for in a head of youth development in terms of, do you look at their tactical style? Do you look at any certain attributes? Do you look at, like Curtie mentioned earlier, the personality as well? I spent 15 seasons at Palermo trying to get every perfect way of getting the best intake possible and I never got a good one so I'm not really the best person to answer that question Dave uh, Zealand actually did quite a good video on this um, basically Ouch. Uh, yeah <laughs> uh, Big Daddy Ham um, did, did, you, he, did you not uh, read his, did you not read Ben's rider <laughs> no mention in Zealand <laughs> sorry sorry no 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 just to be clear don't mention him <laughs> like, well someone did a video on it I can't remember right? it but it was quite good um, where he, it basically rep- American personality yeah. and yeah. reputation is is very very important obviously attributes um, are key and you know if you've got a particular tactical style that you want to play um, you know so if you're not if you're not playing wingers or something like that then you don't want someone who is, is going to play a, you know has a favoured formation of, of, of wingers or whatever but um yeah, personality and reputation, very, very big, uh, big indicators of a decent head of youth development. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd replicate uh, reputation. I think <laughs> too often I would just sort sort by international caps, but that doesn't mean necessarily their reputation is going to be good as uh, a head of youth development. I, th- I feel like because. I don't like. Do you mentioned it? There isn't. Is there a science behind it? Like, obviously, Z's made this video on it, which luck. sort of indicates it. But yeah, that's it, isn't it? Is it a case of luck? Are you, like, I guess you're trying to. Okay, what we're all trying to do is better our chances yeah. of getting Improve what is yours. the perfect yeah. intake. Yeah, but equal, but equally, we're all of this sort of understanding that it could be like as Deep says, fifteen years of just dross. I've had one save uh, in Italy, ironically enough, with Spal, where I got. Uh, one amazing regen in like season two and for the rest of the save I got maybe one more in like a, again 15 year season like is it for, is it is it should it be like that should it be luck based or should it be more I don't, I don't know if I agree with the way it is I guess there, is there another way of doing it though it is a luck way in real life though right <sighs> basically we don't have this is, I guess I'm mental we don't have access to like 10 11 13 like like your olds do we we don't have access to people of that age so your intake <laughs> at the age of 16 Dave. is pretty like Dave does at school that's going to be a t-shirt yeah. soon mm-hmm. but, yeah, but, you, but, but you don't have but because you don't have access to players of that age like you are basically just hoping that because in theory they're already in your system from that age because of the fact that you're getting the report in the so say it's, it's the, in the Premier League that December report those players are already there so, so how early is that intake in and how, so how long does a head of youth development or whatever it would be have to be there for them actually to, to see some mm-hmm. form of impact like Joe you mentioned before you're sacking them like every couple of years is it just resetting it every two years are you get, like and, and is that the two year cycle like do we even I don't think we know do we like officially just go to Portugal and Brazil and buy them <laughs> uh, I was going to just say Kurt he's got a few you know little bits when it comes to the weather he's got a nice little bit about that but there is actually an important thing for youth development that your head of youth development won't do so I'm going to pass it over to the big man and he can just drop the little bit of knowledge bomb we've said it a few times and he'll know exactly what I'm talking about he looks confused he's, he's, he's shaking his head at what, <laughs> no, at what age should you be training and what age should you be sending oh, yeah, them out yeah. for first team yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I mean I, I, um, so obviously players under 18 um, will benefit from good youth facilities within your own club once they once they turn 18 then match practice or match time is the key uh, factor in their development so um, yeah worth worth keeping that in mind straight from the horse's mouth but um, it, what you were saying about luck, uh, yeah, that was direct from Seb as well, wasn't it? So, um, but what were you saying about luck? Like I, I, a couple of seasons ago, I did an order shot save where I got three absolute world cast players in my first uh, youth intake. Like the, I, I remember Simon Tipple was in uh, in the stream, and like he he had was able to access my save if you like and he went and checked this guy's PA and it was yeah it was like 196 or something stupid oh my days and then but I I genuinely like didn't have anything else for the for the like anyone of any note whatsoever for the rest of the save it's bonkers yeah it's crazy the thing is that it has to be luck because I did the 1860 and I got three golden generations in a row three very good intakes at Palermo I did everything I read blogs I spoke to people people told me you had to have all your youth facilities up everything up as as much as you can but you just it was just ridiculous because every time we had everything to the max that we could so like Joe said we had the best odds we we had a million tickets to get in the lottery and yet we just didn't 
have a single player that came through that was I don't think in that whole 15 years at Palermo one single player from my youth played in my first team how how long would you say your Palermo side was top level though dude like top tier three five, four years last five, five years because I was just like obviously so like, six on the bounce so last six five six years because I'm thinking like in England it's quite difficult because there's so many teams you could you could class as top teams or high reputation teams so young players will go to a lot of those teams and there's so many clubs in England and it's probably the same in Italy I think like, yeah, like you say Portugal Joe really Portugal it's Porto Benfica Sporting and even, even at the ages of 14 15 and now that it's a thing in the game where you can poach players from youth academies before you even know they're in your intake I think if you're managing Porto, Benfica or Sporting, you're going to get much better, higher reputation players. Whereas like in Italy and I think in England, because the academies are so spread and like for argument's sake, Crew Alexandra, maybe not so much in recent years, they always w w had such a good academy. I think they're so sp like spread out. I think there is an element of luck to it, but I think you could go 10, 15 years without a good player because a lot of clubs do go 10, 15 years without a good player throughout the academy, really. So yeah, a lot of clubs now buy them, like you say, when they're sort of 15, 16. And yeah, they're classed as a youth talent, but you still have to buy them before. They, it's not like you've, you've been, Wolves have brought out a player from Wolverhampton that's stayed at the club the whole time. A lot of clubs are still buying them whilst they're young. I just want to timestamp this part of the podcast and say if you give it about a week's time, Foxy will have a video out on this. He'll, now, he'll go and find out the answers that we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ben, you've got no, three days uh, if you want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I've just, I've just got my guys. They were, they were on <laughs> my uh, guys. I know a lot of, a lot of people have uh, been commenting about how useful the, the last couple of podcasts have been. A lot of people I've spoken to said that us talking about the training uh, on the videos that Foxy did have helped them a lot. I've said that I'll look at it and I still haven't looked at changing my my training. But, but you won I'll a Champions League, so why do you need to? Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah. yeah and and technical, director play, well. uh, technical director as well. I'm sure a lot of people would be looking at using them a lot more as well. And, That's a big uh, thing, though, that just on that, really. Like, if you are successful in a save you don't care, which is which yeah. is a bit of a problem, really. Like, I, cause I'm thinking back to saves I've had. Like, Deep, you mentioned, you weren't getting intakes. Suddenly, you cared. Like, because <laughs> you're like, something's got to change here. But actually, if you're winning, and I think the game largely is set up for you to win because they want you to play it. It's a video game. Um, I, th I think, if again, if you keep it relatively simple and you don't change too much, it's funny because I think what a lot of people can do, and we've talked about it in different things before on this podcast, actually, is that you can overmanage to the point where you actually are hindering your chances rather than actually making them any better. So that, I think that's probably something that we see pretty regularly happen without you even knowing it because you think you're doing the right thing. It's, it's, it's kind of, Football Manager's got so much information, it's very easy for there to be misinformation within, with, around the game. And that is part of the reason why I do use the technical directors. And But I make sure I appoint the key members of staff myself. So like... Uh, little lesson learned. I I appointed Stuart Pierce as my assistant manager for Nottingham Forest in FM18, and just like you know, just delegated the odd task to him. Like so, the with the pre-match tactical briefing that you know just did nothing and all this kind of stuff. But then you go, you sort of go back and go, oh, that he's actually got tactical knowledge of six, so he's probably not benefiting me really in that. And then I I replace him. And then, you know, you start noticing things improving slightly. So I think there is an impact. Um, but obviously, the the, the le lesser 
sort of important roles in the backroom staff, the the less impact that you'll notice. A hundred percent. I was going to say that for the bits you don't want to do in the game, employ a staff member that's good at those bits. So, so like Curtis saying there with Stuart Pearce, that he wants his tactical knowledge. Well, then you get someone with good tactical knowledge. It kind of makes sense when you just look at it, you know, like that. But what I actually wanted to make a point is that you can't have that story about saying who your di- director of football was. Oh, bless, yeah. Oh, Diego. Bless him. Like, he didn't care about his staff. He didn't imp- no. He picked no, up his key, was, key, key staff was, members, Diego yeah, Maradona that, and Stuart that was That was for Bantz, <laughs> to be fair. I, I gave him no responsibilities whatsoever. I, he was there as a mascot. Christmas day. <laughs> So that's my problem. I look at international cups. Oh, who's that? Is that Ruby Van Nistelrooy? Dennis Bergkamp. Yeah. In the, in the, in the, so that talent's just become available. I say, oh, excellent. But now there was a scout. Sure, let's do it. Do you yeah, that's, that's my biggest issue. Again, I hate to talk about Palermo, but I did that at Palermo where it's a clickbaited because uh, we got Ronaldo as, as a scout. I was a coach. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. We've signed Palermo. We, Palermo signed Ronaldo. And then at the same time, we had Messi and Ronaldo as attacking coaches at yeah. Palermo. Definitely done that for a video. Definitely clickbaited <laughs> that for a video. <laughs> but that's, that's nice as well, isn't it? That, that I remember, um, obviously, like, Teach used to get in all ex-United players or his backroom staff. He didn't give a shit yeah. how good or, or bad they were. He just, he just, his res- his rationale was that, you know, all these new young players coming through and seeing all these legends as backroom staff, surely it's got to have some sort of impact. It didn't work well for him. He ain't had a job for three years. That's true. Fuck it out. Yes. <laughs> he, won't, he, he won't be listening. Probably if he is, hi, Teach. It'll <laughs> be on next week talking about no. youth development. <laughs> the well, team yeah, has to um, drive your way to success. <laughs> the Fergie way. That was a thing. Anyway, um, yeah, so technical directors, and we spoke a lot about different staff members as well. And hopefully, uh, for you guys, that'll be a lot of help. Uh, as I, I said love before. staff, by the way. I think well, we should do more of these staff conversations. Sorry, Dave, can be, but can that be a T-shirt? Oh, yeah. I love staff. I love staff. The thing is, is like I get, I got the piss taken out of me on Monday. Like, oh, when I started the new save, and everyone in the chat's like, an hour and a half in, two hours in, we've not hit continue. Like, so when are you starting the save? In a minute. Just let me do this. We have to get it right. I'm so particular, and I, I don't, yeah. Just we should do more about staff and squad numbers because I get the piss taken out of me for that as well. <laughs> Because I was upset because in France you have to have certain numbers for your goalkeepers and it just fucks my system up and I'm so annoyed. It's amazing you've had a, a save in Spain as well because that's the same. I didn't remember that. One thirteen twenty-five. I've obviously didn't. Uh, no, that's you, a. It just made it's you different. It's different in. It's one sixteen tw- uh, one sixteen and twenty. What in yeah. France? Yeah, sixteen yeah, in France. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm talking about Spain. Oh, I wouldn't, oh, yeah, I wouldn't okay. like that. I wouldn't like that. No, my backup goalkeeper is not 16. Michael Carrick didn't play in your... Roy Keane didn't play there, did he? Anyway, go on, Dave. Sorry, on. I better I do I don't give a shit about squad numbers, so I'd, I'd manage You don't care about fuck all, Dave. Yeah, but oh. I just want a Champions League. Just your hair on your matter. T-shirt. That's all you care about. Yeah, I want a Champions League. presenting, Dave. Go on, Dave. Present. Any, anyone and else want a Champions League yet this year? Okay. Yes, I have actually, Dave. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, so have There we go. Welcome, boys. Three years of your Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Liverpool. Yeah. Pretty good this year, apparently. Shout out. Yeah. LAFC. Yeah. The T for me. Anyway, yeah, so as I said, lots of people enjoying the uh enjoying learning lots of new insight about the game again. So yeah, please uh, let us know your comments as always, uh and what you learn off about stuff today. But we are gonna be moving on to Curtis Quiz. Curtis Quiz. 
Uh, bit of a different one this week. So um, Joe mentioned this TV show called House of Games oh, a um, oh, wow, few wow. weeks ago, and uh, they had they, they, they basically they play a variety of games. So what I've done is I've got three different quizzes in one. Wow, <laughs> right? You put a lot of work into this. He's up his games since he's back. Can you see who's viewing the document, Curtie? Because you sent the link to Deep, and I'm, I'm scared. I genuinely haven't clicked it. <laughs> he's clicking it now. Um, so basically, so there's three, there's three different rounds, um, each of them with a twist, and uh, yeah, it's basically first to buzz in uh, with the answer gets the point. Um, so round one is called Rhyme Time. So I'm going to read you two descriptions of footballers. <laughs> Whose names rhyme with each other? You just need to tell me which players they are. Yes. Clear. First to buzz in. So, question one: uh, One is a Man United midfielder, and the other scored the winning penalty in the 2012 Champions League final. Dupe. Dupe. Jogba, Pogba. Pogba and Jogba. It is. <laughs> What? GG's. That is ex- this is excellent. Ha- hasn't <laughs> definitely hasn't read the link. Yeah. I, I mean, fuck off. I'm not having that. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely just let me enjoy the fucking quiz. Question two. One, the glasses. <laughs> one is a German World Cup winning midfielder. The other is a TV pundit who would be considered a god in Newcastle. Dave. Dave. Shearer, Kadira. Shearer and Kadira. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I was like, right. Who's yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put this out there, okay? And I, and I don't want to jump the gun here. Greatest quiz ever. Yeah. Right. Well, early. Uh, we, always early. Used to use a, <laughs> we always used to use a Shearer Kadira like joke of football. If someone went for on goal and scored a good goal, we called them Shearer. And if they fucked it up, we called them Kadira. Great now, Cheers, boys. No, no. That's what you explained it. It's good. Yeah. I wish I never sent you that fucking link now. <laughs> Question three. One is a striker playing in Turkey who scored against Man United in the Champions League this season. The other is an elite French striker who plays in Madrid. Ben. Ben. Dembaba Benzema. Correct. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking it's going to be oh, Saar from Watford. Okay. Greatest quiz you've ever done. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Joe, mate, you're in the mud. No. And whose idea was it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I should have finished on this round. I feel like it might go downhill. <laughs> oh, fuck. Question four. One is a current Newcastle striker who puts a big thorn in Liverpool's 13-14 title challenge when playing for Palace. The other is a Welshman who likes playing golf in Spain. Ben. Ben. Oh. <sighs> Dwight Gale, Gareth Bale. Correct. Yes. Jeez. Hate Dwight Gale. I, I remember that game, man. God. Brutal. Chris Stamble. Last one in this round. Question five. Joel, Joel Linton. <laughs> <laughs> one is a retired left back with two England caps. The other is a former England striker whose middle name is Ivanhoe. Joe. Joe. Emil Heskey, Paul Koncheski. Correct. Who's Heskey? That should be two points. That should be more. I knew it was Heskey. I couldn't think of the left back. Right. Ashley Cole. I don't know how pleased I am that I've got a point on the board. Round two. 
in the mixer. Oh, we're not rhyming. So I'm going to give you an anagram of a footballer and their current cl- and their current club. You just need to tell me who it is. Oh, is, so it, good is, it, is it going in a chat anywhere, okay? I can put these. Oh, in we should get the letters. I mean, they read. They read word, as words. So. Mm. Oh, okay. That's fine. That's fine. Sorry. So number one. He's a proper quiz master. Yeah. yeah sorry. I shouldn't have doubted him. Number one. Aston Villa. And the anagram is my nitrogens. Hang on, Ben. You... What? Yeah. Jo- John no. McGinn. No, incorrect. So you've told us the club. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was. Yeah. I thought that had to be an anagram as well. No, 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 no. Okay, my nitrogen. I just guessed. My nitrogen. Dupe. Dupe. Oh, oh Tyrone Mings. Correct. Oh, I'm an yeah. idiot. John McGinn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I thought I could dug up shouting John McGinn, I'm in trouble. <laughs> right. That was close, by the way, Curtie. That was very close. Number two, Sheffield United, this guy plays for. And the anagram is Beer Gardens. Bit of a football manager Doop. legend. Doop. Doop. I can't think of his first name. Oh, I'm out. It's, oh. it's open. Beer Gardens for Sheffield United. Joe. Joe. Sanderberg. Sanderberg. That is who I thought of. I couldn't think what his first name was. Correct. Joe's out of the mud officially. Joe's so good at anagrams, man. It's frustrating. I'm sure I had to. What, what specific thing to be annoyed about? <laughs> It's one of my big pet hates with him, to be honest. <laughs> I hate Joe it's, it's a real personality flaw. It's a massive turn off for me, I'm not going to lie. Right, number three. This guy plays for Arsenal. And the anagram is Bosnia Called. Bosnia Called. C A L E D. Joe. Joe? Oh, no, I was going to say Seed Kolesinac. That is incorrect. He's from Bosnia. <laughs> Bosnia called. I should write these down. Oh, um, oh, what's his first name? Faras. Ben. Ben. Danny Sabalos. Correct. Sabalos. Danny Sabalos. That's not what I thought it was. Jesus Christ. I can't handle this. Right. This is too much stress <laughs> and pressure. <laughs> Number four. Chelsea. Rhino Jog. Ben. Ben. Jorginho. Mm. Correct. Good, good at these anagrams, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. It's really a real pet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, last one of this round. You. Last one of this round. Leicester City. The anagram is I streamline you. Ben. Ben. Yuri Tielemans. He's got it. He's got it. Oh, I will say this, right? Respect. Look how serious his face is when he does that <laughs> round. I'm not sure. I've never okay. been. I've been. Right, okay, I'm, I'm he loving hates it. I'm loving it. Yeah. Right. Is there a Christmas one? <laughs> oh, yeah. We need to. Abu Dhabi. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. I'll again. Right. Final round. Uh, this round is called Don't Forget to Hashtag It. Oh, got the book. So the I'm, uh, so I'm going to describe a footballer. Using hashtags, you just have to guess 
who I'm describing. What an idea. Richard Osmond. Yep. Osmond. I downloaded it from FM Scout. Um, <laughs> here we go. If you know so you number know. one, there's four hashtags for each player. Hashtag GILF. Hashtag record breaker. Dupe. Dupe. Gilfie Sigurdsson. Incorrect. Ben. Ben. Wayne Rooney. Correct. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I should have got that. The other two were hashtag Shrek, hashtag Toffee for Life. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Quality. Thank you. Thank well, you which, part which part of that is allegedly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, your, it's your court case. Curtis, <laughs> <laughs> he said it. Number two. Hashtag World Cup winner. Hashtag Vino. Dupe. Dupe. Hugo Lloris. Incorrect. Drink driving. Okay. Hashtag Penenka. Joe. Dupe. Dupe. Give it Joe because I've, I've already buzzed. No, you're right. We had another hashtag. Perlo. Perlo is correct. I thought you went. He's got, with... he's got a vineyard, hasn't he? I genuinely thought yeah. you went for a Hugo Lloris. Yeah. Final one was hashtag Box. zebra. Yeah, <laughs> right, number three. Hashtag no bookings. Ben. Ben. Gary Lineker. Correct. Oh. Second one was hashtag thing. shit my pants. <laughs> I'm glad I went early. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Eagle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you know, you know. Number four. Hashtag bad boy for life. Dupe. Dupe. Balotelli. Yes. <laughs> oh, look at that. I was going to go Will Smith. You went, yes. <laughs> Your voice went so high. <laughs> hashtag camo car, hashtag fireworks, hashtag why always me. <clears throat> Last one. Oh. Last one. Hashtag Wagatha Christie. Dupe. <laughs> Dupe. Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Correct. Good. Well played, Dupe. Hashtag I'm not, I'm not to legend. Hashtag he's love Japan. Hashtags and I hate it. Hashtag chat shit get banged. It's as if he's got the link open for the quiz. I hate the fact, <laughs> Cody. <laughs> oh, fuck, genuinely, fuck off. I hate the fact, Cody, that you've just produced three of the best quizzes in one. Fair play in to one. you, man. That was, you that. Uh, that was amazing. Very good I'll quiz. Clap, I'll clap, yeah, sure. So, uh, scores in reverse order on one point. It's Mr. Dave as a party. Were you playing with you? I was just admiring the quiz. I didn't have the link there. I thought you were hosting. In third place with two points, Mr. Friday Night FM. I'm so jealous of your anagrams, yeah. Second place, late charge at the end there, but too little, too late. Dupe with five points. Sorry to spoil it, but for God's sake. Sorry to spoil it. This week's winner. Is this the first time you've won the quiz? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Seven points. Wow. Out of 15. Record breaker, hashtag guilt. Come on. Dr. Benji. Thank you, everybody. Thank really you. Was Turns out kill now. Me. John McGinn. Or tomorrow. John McGinn. That was poor. <laughs> he was giving everyone else There's a chance. There's no Y in John McGinn. <laughs> <laughs> McGinn Esther. Still doing well, this work. Fantastic. So, yeah. Honestly, GG, man. Great work. Great quiz. I, watched I this, expect uh, uh, better tomorrow. You yeah. should have had that quiz, though. Are we? Do you reckon there's yeah, plans in the pipeline? Credit for that. Is there plans in the pipeline for a Christmas special, Kurt Dog? There always is. 
I don't you know. know. I, I, I thought we were doing like present opening. Yeah, but we yeah, can get, pissed. We can get pissed off after that, can't we? Yeah. I'm on, I'm on call, so I can't, but okay. <laughs> well, I watched the fun. I watched the fun from the outside. Well, <laughs> get the I think... I think for next week's episode, there will be a video of it in some capacity, whether that be streamed oh, yeah. or whether it will be on the WeStream FM YouTube. But of course, we will let you know on the next podcast and keep your eye out on our social medias and we'll let you know. But that does bring episode 173 to a close. You can find the links for each of us, the Five Star Pod Twitter account and WeStream FM Discord server in the podcast description or by visiting WeStream FM. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every Monday. Thank you all for listening and there will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Bye, Bye, folks. folks.